Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to an episode of Smart Drivel. I'm John Ellenthal, and I'm joined by Kurt Schneider. And very soon you will understand why we call this Smart Drivel. <laughs> Um, there'll be plenty of drivel. Hopefully, you'll find it smart. Um, and uh, so, Kurt, tell us what hugely important topic we'll be diving into today. Well, it's not really diving into, John. It's more like sinking our teeth into. Ah. I think today we should talk about a sandwich. A sandwich. <laughs> we should talk about sandwiches, which okay. should be near and dear to our stomachs, if One not our hearts. One of the hearts. great pleasures of life: a great sandwich. Love them. And what, what captured your Attention about sandwiches. Well, I was eating one the other day, <laughs> and what was amazing is I feel that sandwiches is like the last bastion of creativity. The last bastion. Yeah. So art forms, music, Look, performance. When you none put a banana a on a wall and cover it with duct tape and sell it for one hundred and twenty-five thousand, like they did in Art Basel. You know, I think it was one hundred and twenty, but I do think that is the sign of the Armageddon. Correct. I mean, what's up with that? And then I think the guy ate the banana, he which did. was probably because it was going to go bad anyway. But a banana, not a sandwich. Right. But sandwiches, if you think about it, why it's creative is because you get to, and it's immediately instant gratification. You can put whatever you want. All it is is two slices of something and anything in the definition is creativity. What do you mean two slices of something? Doesn't it have to be bread? Well, you could have a... A bun, it could be a wedge, it could be a hero, it could be a grinder, some, it could be... We're going to get into some core definition. It could be, issues. you know what a Monte Cristo okay. is? I do. I do. I know part of a Monte Cristo. Which is what? Um, a Monte Cristo has uh, too much butter and too much meat. And, okay, I don't know what a it's Monte Cristo is. two slices of French toast around, basically, ham and cheese. Okay, so so the bread is all right. So before we sink our teeth into, which is the perfect way to introduce it, I would like to hear your definition of a sandwich. So two pieces of bread, bread with quotes around it. Yes, bread two with, because in it, case you want to use matzah. Yes. Okay. That what could if work. you wanted to Waffles. use two pieces of paper? No. Okay. Edible it has to be an edible and probably grainy in some way. All right. So growing up. What was your go-to sandwich? Well, there's two. When I was a young lad... Let me rephrase the question. Then, What were your go-to sandwiches? My, when I was a young lad, it was always grilled cheese. And boy, grilled cheese with apple juice was a great meal, or grilled cheese with root beer was okay. a great one. You can't just say grilled cheese. What kind of bread, yeah. what kind of cheese, and how was it prepared? Uh, well... Back then, it was American cheese. Mm. Uh, you know the ones with the slices that you had to open up one way, then the yeah. other way, and they came Magnificent out. Magnificent packaging. <laughs> and uh, back then, it was also white bread. Right. Uh, and but the trick was you put mayonnaise on the outside. Oh, that's disgusting. And then you put it in a frying pan. Okay, because this is going to open up a whole new vein in our conversation. Condiments. I happen to think that mayonnaise, at the risk of offending our two or three listeners here. Mayonnaise is an evil substance. I will not eat mayonnaise as a sandwich condiment. Okay. So, but most people will. My other sandwich yeah. go-to in high school, we had a deli called Young's Deli growing up. Like and, Carl Young? And they made, like, uh, yes. No, not Young. Young. And they made, there was Freud Young. No, they made something. And we call them wedges, by the way. So there's grinders, heroes, subs, wedges. It's all the same thing. 
Yeah, those were all good um, names. We called it a wedge. What do you think they call them at Subway? A sub. Mm. And we, our, my favorite one was roast beef with Russian dressing and coleslaw on a wedge. Okay, so. <gasps> So and there was so much coleslaw dripping in Russian okay. dressing. Do you mind the bread getting got your hands, soggy? Do you mind getting your hands dirty when you eat a sandwich? Apparently not. I think that's part of the appeal. Okay. I don't like to get my hands all dirty, although certainly a great sandwich is worth it. Do you think the Earl of Sandwich? You know, by the way, do you know where it came from? Um, did it come from Sandwich England? It was the Earl of Sandwich. And I, apparently I know, he I know was, from the SNL skit where uh, you don't know that skit? No. Okay, it's one of the best skits ever. Garrett Moore, it's a it's a big fancy formal party back in days of yore, probably the 1600s. And Garrett Morris is working the door and he's introducing everybody as part of the formality of the event. And so they would show up and he would say, "The Earl of Sandwich." And then they got into a conversation once the once they had entered the party and uh, a person came by offering hors d'oeuvres and he took a little piece of meat and he said, do you happen to have a piece of bread or two that I could put this? So that that was their take on it. Well, but the story apparently that I remember. You should watch that skit because you'll meet Lord and Lady Douchebag. I do remember that skit actually. You suddenly remembered. It was yes. the douchebag. Yes, was that the, triggered That was, that was the, the prompt, trigger. not the sandwich. No. Douchebags are always triggers. Okay. Uh, but apparently, according to legend, he was playing a card game, and he wasn't doing that well. And he wanted to stay in, but dinner was called, and he was hungry. So he asked one of his manservants to just bring him some roast beef and put it between two slices of bread. Hence, it was born. Okay, so that the was way, the birth of the sandwich. And I think it was roast beef, but it might have been mutton, which is also a very funny word. Yes, and of course there are mutton chops, which is a funny-looking beard. And does that mimic the shape of a mutton? Yes, it's mutton chops is exactly what it was, and that was in the 19th century. It was very big. Um, have you ever grown mutton chops? I can't grow anything chops. Oh, I'm so sorry. So tell me have your you favorite sandwich. Have testosterone therapy? <laughs> I have grown mutton chops, but as quickly as I shape them, I shave them. I think they should come back. Well, you know what? You know who probably had mutton chops? Reuben Kincaid. Do you know who Reuben Kincaid was? Um, was Reuben Kincaid, it was from an old television show. Yes. He was the Partridge family's agent. Manager. Yes, Manager. he was. Manager, right. And in college, I once threw a Reuben Kincaid 70s party. And you How had to happy dress with, as a 70s. Wow. Well, you and I did go to a 70s party together at one point, and that'll be a subject of another <laughs> episode. Um, but I love the Partridge family, and... I was shocked after all those years of not, see, not seeing Susan Day to have her show up in the cast of L.A. Law. Yes. That was nice. Yes. Back to sandwiches. By the way, Shirley Jones was an unbelievable Broadway actress before, and she was in all the musicals that are on TV. Do you think she looks back 60s. and is happy with her legacy as the mother of the Partridge family? Given, yes. Okay. As pop culture goes. Yeah. So your favorite sandwich, and um, my guess is it mutton was not in it. It was not. Um, neither was anyone else's facial hair. My go-to sandwich, which I think in retrospect was probably also my favorite sandwich um, growing up, was the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Classic. And there, was, there were two reasons I think it was my go-to sandwich. One, I think I liked it. And two, it was easy to make. And that was important because I made my own lunch for school, and I think I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day from the second grade through my junior year in high school. Two ingredients. Uh, except for the bread, yeah. How much peanut butter did you put on? 
in relationship to, to the jelly. bread or the jelly? To the jelly. Well, I think I made them differently when I was going to eat them several hours later or the next day. You say them, you had more than one. Well, I, I ate them every day. Because I think when you put them in a brown little school lunch bag with a piece of fruit or something else that will press into it, I think you need to put peanut butter on both pieces of the bread and then put the jelly in the middle to prevent the jelly from making the bread soggy and ruining your sandwich. That being said, I put not a thin layer and not a heaping layer. I put a, I put a healthy amount of peanut butter, more peanut butter than jelly. What kind of jelly? Because in my view, there's only one jelly that belongs in the quintessential peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You're going to say you know? grape. I am going to say grape. And I think it's red raspberry oh God. with seeds in it. I don't mind the seeds, and especially as an adult, because it gives me hours of pleasure trying to free them from my teeth. And then you can have peanut butter, banana, and honey. Ah, much more. That's a delicious sandwich. Much more important question. I mean, it's basically the equivalent of ginger or Marianne. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? By the way, ginger... Well, Marianne, uh, I like, well, just like Ginger Marianne, I like both. Okay, but do you have a favorite? When I was a kid, it was crunchy. Now it's smooth. What do you think has changed? I think I've evolved as a human being. I've become more sensitive and more vulnerable. And you think that smooth peanut butter is reflective of a sensitive, more vulnerable a personality? Sm- exactly, a smoother personality. It's possible that you have faced so many crunchy, bumpy things in your adult life that you need something smooth out there. I think probably. Yeah. yeah. I like them both as well, but my go-to would be crunchy peanut butter. I, you are a crunchy guy. You're a little nutty. I get that. I see. But by the way, when did the BLT have the ability to add things to it? Because a BLT in and of itself is a beautiful concoction. It's three wonderful things with mayonnaise, But if you have it in the summer and you have bacon and a tomato from New England in August and you have crisp lettuce and you have mayonnaise, it's fantastic. But then they went and added something, which is now the rage anyway. They added an A. So it's the black now. Oh, I haven't heard it called that. Is the A avocado? Yes. By the way, what's up with avocado toast? And is that a sandwich? Okay, so let's we, let's get back to the meatier topics. We're upset of about sandwiches. avocado toast, but okay. Um, it's clearly the rage. So I actually do eat avocado on a BLT equivalent. Delicious. Because since I don't eat bacon, and now I've lost another one of our three listeners, <laughs> mayonnaise and bacon have been taken off the table. I have the alternative to the BLT, okay. the ALT, the avocado, lettuce, and tomato. And I do throw onion on there, raw onion, which is a huge part of any good sandwich. But let's go back to the questions around what a sandwich is. Is a hot dog, of course, spam, is the hot dog, is a hot dog a sandwich? I would say the hot dog's not, but a hamburger is. Because of two pieces of bread. But you can have the open-faced sandwich, by the way. What do you call an open-faced sandwich? Sandwich. Oh, come on. With that fancy education of yours, it's a tartine. Well, a tartine's a little different, but... In what way? It's, let's look it up. It's an open-faced sandwich. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm sort of more one of the people. Okay, so yes, I like so to say open-faced sandwich. Yes, you're known for that. You're easily accessible vocabulary and stories about Beowulf and Speaking Genghis Khan. Oh, I love Genghis Marco Khan. Marco Polo. Speaking of which, the Croque Monsieur and the Croque Madame, two phenomenal sandwiches. Tell me more. One has an egg, one has not. It's Gruyere cheese and ham, 
and melted grilled cheese and ham, and then the croque madame adds an egg to it. Well, you clearly communicated just now what a man of the people you are by talking about sandwiches that are named... Croque monsieur and croque no, madame? French sandwiches. <laughs> so, so, bagels, sandwiches. What is your go-to bagel spread? Well, in a sandwich, bagel sandwich, it's egg salad. Hmm. Um, Forget. I'm just going to scallion cream cheese. Scallion cream cheese. Yeah, I, I have sort of a quintessential approach here to the plain cream cheese, but a slice of a slice of tomato, a ripe tomato, is a great addition. And red onion. I like red onion. And capers. Well, I'm only having capers if I'm having salmon. Are you having capers without salmon? Yeah. Do you like the big caper berries or the small capers? I like the little ones, but you've you've in, you've eaten capers outside of smoked salmon. Yeah, sure. I love them that way. I think it's terrific. What what do you eat? You just put them on a sandwich or you just eat them out of the jar? Both. I've never in my life had capers without simultaneously eating smoked Try salmon. Try a caper berry because they're big and they're fantastic. All right. So your your argument is that a hot dog is not a sandwich because the two pieces of bread are are, are contiguous to one another. Yes. Well, all right. So that gets me another thing. I think the reason why we call a hero a hero sandwich, like a sub and a grinder, but yeah. a hero, comes from the Greek. The gyro which we mispronounce here. Is it gyro or is it's, it hero? It's probably the same word, but what does it mean? I don't know. A gyroscope is something that spins around. Know, you know, remember those arguing, toys you with gyroscopes? We call, I think we clearly get the word. I believe we get the word hero from the Greek word gyro. Hero. But let's So look. why do we say call it gyro instead? Because we call a lot of words in our language different than words in Greek. This shouldn't be a big surprise to you. Okay. That's fair enough. But a gyroscope, do you remember those things as toys? They were very much fun. I do. So I think a more important question about the bagel, which is one of those one of those ethnic foods that have become so mainstream, like hummus, um, like guacamole. It's another example. I mean, those are like core parts of the American diet. I think a more important question about the bagel is not what you put on it, but what kind of bagel you like. What's your favorite bagel? You know, there's three. I'm always one to three. I love the salt bagel with butter toasted. Fantastic. I love an onion bagel with anything on it. And, of course, I like the everything bagel. Yeah, I like... It's like that utility infielder, right? Can play any position. Yeah, an onion bagel um, It was a special thing. I like garlic bagels. Oh, and, I do too. Yeah, and when do you think sandwiches sesame. came into the American? Well, hang on, before we get to that, let's yes. before we leave bagels. What is your position on things like the blueberry bagel or the multicolored bagel? Nope, offends my sensibilities as Can't well. Can't do it. That is a, just a bastardization of the form. That and is a, the green that is a bagel, bagel too far for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I think it's gone too far. Now we're going to sound, you know, all sorts of um, crotchety. It's a good word for the two of us. So, Kurt, let me ask you a question. You tell me what your go-to sandwich as a kid was. What is it now? Well, uh, it would it would not be the blatt, though I do like the blatt very much. It would, might be the patty sure milk. Blatt isn't the thing you eat when you like have an upset stomach. That, no, with no that, that's that, Pepto-Bismol. No, is there some sort oh, of sponsor diet? <laughs> that would be the perfect sponsor <laughs> it's the for that. Or maybe. Maybe Miracle Ear would be 
Brack diet. Bananas, rice, rice, something with an A, and and cold. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? It's bananas, rice. Well, it's a good thing our stuff. What I would think sandwiches first came into the American consciousness in a big way in pop culture comic books. Okay. uh, One person. Because someone ate a comic book? No, someone ate a sandwich in a comic strip that people saw in their newspapers. So there must have been a very popular comic strip. Was it Dagwood? Yes, it would. It was from Blondie. And so you get the Dagwood sandwich, which is everything on it. Like the kitchen sink. Yeah. So I don't don't remember Dagwood Dagwood had a a huge appetite, and in every one he'd eat it, and the thing was huge, and stuff was falling off all the time. I think his dog was very happy about it. Do you think Dagwood knows Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace? I think they're very good friends. I think Mr. Wilson, well, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Oh, look at that, self-editing. We could always always deal with it in post-production. So, all right, whether it's a sandwich or not, what is your all-time favorite condiment? And before you answer, I'm saying if you took this thing, you could make anything edible by putting this condiment on it. Uh, horseradish. Oh, wow. Just plain horseradish. Or cream horseradish. Yeah, either one. It's funny because I think... It makes mutton taste good, by the you way. Know what? I think if I took cocktail sauce with a heavy, heavy dose of horseradish then I could pretty much eat mutton. Really? Mutton is I kind of lamb, to. you know. And it's like boiled lamb. It's, yeah, it's England to, before I they... Eat co- those things. It's before they colonized India, right? Before they got curry as the national food of England. Before, had, I went to curry tire today, by the way. But that's not really relevant to sandwiches. you know where the word posh comes from? I do not. When the British colonized India, they took ships all the time. And if you had enough money... You could be in the shade going there and coming back on the boat. So you would book port out starboard, starboard home. Home, okay. Posh. Well, that is a really good one. Probably something we should end this podcast well, on. It's almost that time. Um, speaking of food, though, because that had no relationship to food, <laughs> do you know why, where the term chairman of the board comes from? Frank Sinatra? No, it predates Frank Sinatra. <laughs> uh, back in colonial times when... Um, people lived in small spaces and needed multi-use spaces. Um, they didn't have a dining table and chairs um, for everybody. But at the end of the day, when the patriarch of the family came back from the fields after doing manual labor all day in the hot sun, he got special consideration. So they would take the board, which was attached to the wall, and pull the board down, which is their dining surface. Okay. Everybody would sit on the floor except for the patriarch who would get the one chair, sit at the head of the table, and he was the chairman of the board. Why? Is that true? I think so. John? Well, here's the thing. There's no way I could have made it up. I've heard it before. I've read it, whether it's true or not. But those are fun. We should have a whole discussion. We should. I mean, I'd like to discuss the whole nine yards. And all sorts of wonderful a whole ball of wax. A ball of, so why don't we take that another time because we need to wrap up today. Well, right now I'm starving after this and I'd like yeah. to go get myself a sandwich. Maybe I'll have a grilled cheese with bacon and tomato right now. All right. And I'm going to go get some mutton and put as much <laughs> cocktail sauce and horseradish on it as I possibly Drown can. Drown that mutton. It's the only way I'm going to eat mutton. Mutton. What all if you right. had mutton in Walla Walla, Washington? Fun words to say. Okay. We'll have a whole discussion of fun words to say. Baba ganoush. 
um, a fun word to say. Yes. I'm going to have to ask you to hold that for another episode <laughs> because we've uh, near the end of our time here. I'm John Ellenthal. I'm Kurt Schneider. We thank you for joining us on Smart Dribble. And may, uh, may a beautiful sandwich be in your near future. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.